Welcome, Chat Matters. Today is our ninth episode of Chat Bed, and we're joined here by my co-host Ryan Singh and Dr. Monica Shaw. So Dr. Monica Shaw is a rheumatologist from Florida. She's also a fashion model and the former Miss India, Florida. And she's also part of a show called Family Karma. Thank you, Dr. Shaw, for joining us. Would you feel free to introduce yourself? I think you guys did a great job. Uh, hello to all your listeners. This is so fun for me, so I'm glad to be here. Yeah, thank you again for coming on and spending some time with us and talking about your passions and your career. And so we're going to move on to our first topic, and it's very interesting. I We see that you have done re- rheumatology. Is it called rheumatology? You got it. So um, basically, I'm not 100% sure, to be honest, what that is. When uh, I'm interested in medicine, but when you, when you first research medicine, only like the big names come up, like family medicine sure. and that. And I've heard rheumatology before, but I really, I'll be honest, I really like don't know the, ins- like, like about it. So I just wanted to ask in general, what is rheumatology and like, what is it, how is it like being a rheumatologist? So I didn't know what it was for the longest time either. So don't feel bad. Um, but a rheumatologist, basically a physician that specializes in diagnosing and treating arthritis. So we basically deal with musculoskeletal conditions and other autoimmune diseases. Um, so things like you may have heard of rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, osteoporosis. Um, so we deal with all of that. Yeah, I think Ryan mentioned like both of us, I even me personally, I didn't know what it was. I had to actually Google search it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, so I get I'm... that a lot. I got someone that said like, oh, do you specialize in like interior design? And I'm like, I don't get it. And they're like, oh, a rheumatologist. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, no. So yeah, that's really cool. So, so basically about the arthritis and that I wonder, um, with rheumatology and that I wanted to ask, like, why did you choose it? Cause I know there's a lot of specialties. I don't know every one of them, but like, there's a lot when I just looked up like specialties to go in medicine, there's like so many to decide. So I wanted to ask like, why was it this one that you would choose to specialize in? Um, so I decided that I really loved it. Um, in my first year of uh, residency actually. So I didn't even know that I wanted to do it in med school or even going into medicine. Um, but I wanted to find something that had a good balance of, um, an outpatient, you know, environment and medicine. Um, so I fell in love with it in my first like clinical rotation in residency. And I just like the fact that, um, I'm going to develop these relationships with these patients for like their whole life. So unfortunately there's no cure for anything that, I treat, um, but I loved the complexity of patient presentation. Like, so everyone's going to present different. So there's no black and white really. Um, and then it's kind of an art because there's a, there's a lot of different ways to treat the same thing. So maybe what works for you may not work for the next person. Um, so I found that really intriguing. And then, you know, a lot of it is work-life balance too. Once you get that far along, you really want to idealize what kind of life you want to live. And so, um, I really liked the structure of being in an office and having a schedule and then, you know, also seeing these patients um, who all develop relationships with for the rest of their life. So it is a boat. It was like a life and a science thing all at the same time. Wow, that's incredible. Like that I could see like your passion towards your patients and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So to like arthritis, you mentioned has no cure, right? These types of arthritis. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So we just try to prevent it from disabling the patient. So we try to get them to where they can live life fully functional um, on treatment. 
Yeah. So how did you like, uh, how was your matching process and residency and fellowship? Like I know all our guests had like a different experience. So mm-hmm. would you mind sharing your experience through that process? Yeah. So, um, when I was in residency, I, you know, I, when I, as soon as I realized I wanted to do rheumatology, which I advocate for like anyone that wants to, that found a field of medicine, they really love, um, is try to spend as much time in the field. So I tried to get as many rotations in rheumatology as possible. So I, I understood what I was really getting into. Um, and then also when you're, when you're applying to get to the next step, um, you want to show that you do have a passion for what you are, you know, wanting to pursue. Um, so the match process, I'll backtrack the match process for residency, um, was pretty just like, as far as my med school is concerned, we were delegated to go to certain hospitals and, and that's where, you know, you kind of showed face and, and, and your work ethic. Um, and I ended up matching at a program that I spent a decent amount enough time at. So they felt comfortable picking me. So I feel like for the med student where you spend, end up spending a lot of your times in your rotations um, will dictate the relationships you have at that hospital. And then once you kind of show them your work ethic and, and who you are and what you can bring to the table, I feel like all residency programs want to pick someone that they have had around them. So residency, you know, program directors really love when they're like, oh, I know Rohan, I, you know, he worked with me. He has great work ethic. He, you know, versus like picking someone just based off an application. So you really get to know someone's personality, which I think is so important. And then the same thing goes for fellowship. So once you find out that, you know, you do want to pursue something to the next step, um, spend a lot of your time or as much as your time um, getting exposure to people in the field, the patients, um, and then, and then, you know, extending yourself. Can I go see that consult for you? Or can I tag along to this, you know, didactic session? Or can I present to you? They, you know, in all types of medicine, people want to know you're passionate about what you do. And if you really are, it'll, it'll just show no matter what. So get out there and just overextend yourself is what I like to say. Yeah, like I can totally agree with what you said. And from all our previous guests and also talking to doctors, any type of career, it's just a passion. If mm-hmm. you don't have a passion for it, imagine going every day to work or exactly. you're not going to be happy. That's not going to be helpful. It's just going to feel longer to you. You want to feel like you go to work course there's going to be rough days but you want to go to work feeling like it goes really shortly by in that so I feel like that's a great point you brought up yeah I really um going um before we move on to your like passions outside of medicine and part of medicine like I really wanted to bring up the point of like um like you said passion and for our viewers like um again passion is really important and I feel like that's a great, um, that's really interesting how like they, instead of like, they look at your supplemental materials, like, oh, you might, I don't know if they do grades or like it's pass and fail medical school, but they look at you as a person and like how you are in the uh, the field of medicine. So I really thought that was interesting too. So before, uh, actually, we're going to move on to our next topic about your passions outside of medicine. And I really thought it was really interesting, especially what uh, Rohan said in your introduction that you're, um, all your like um yeah it's like it's kind of like a a a little bit of everything yeah and that's really interesting because when you hear about medicine like many people are like oh you're going to be stuck there for like Mm -hmm. 20 24 hours a day the whole day and doing nothing else and it looks like that you're able to manage all these activities without um without like just sticking to one activity so I wanted to ask how do you do this 
incredible time management with all these activities. Like even with me, it's hard to handle school and a couple of my other activities I do outside of school. Yeah. So uh, I'm still, you know, it's, it's everyone's different and it's a work in progress, but time management is absolutely everything. And it works differently for a lot of people. Um, but for me, I just, I definitely didn't want to fall short of doing the things that I enjoy because I think we get so stuck with being in a box and, and having to finish this and being on this schedule that we forget that we do have things and passions outside of medicine. Um, so for me, I, you know, it required maybe cutting out an hour of sleep here or there or waking up a little bit earlier or, you know, studying on the weekends to get some stuff done. But like you said, if you have a passion for it, you're going to figure it out. And it was a lot of moving parts, you know, especially being in medical school or wanting to go to medical school. It's very daunting. Um, and it is very time consuming. So I'm definitely not discounting that. Um, but when you have like a good support system around you, um, friends, family, they encourage you and motivate you to, to kind of like, and they'll give you a helping hand. You know, you don't, you're not in this alone. Um, and people that really want to see you succeed will be there to support you and lend you a hand any way they can. So I know my parents really helped me throughout all this time when I was trying to juggle this, this, and that. And then people that do respect that you are in the medical field will also work around your schedule. So I think the, the main thing was prioritizing, like, yeah, I do need to get through medical school and I'm not going to jeopardize that, but then also making sure that I can schedule in time, you know, whether it's once or twice a month to do a photo shoot or to go out and do whatever, you know, I want to do that's outside of medicine. Um, but working with people that are understanding of that and, and flexible with scheduling. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, um, I, I kind of connect with that because for me and Ryan running this with our school is also oh kind of like conflicting. So both of us, like today only, we had to wake up a little early to plan our next week and next uh, month and the sacrifice for us, for me personally, just coming here and uh, doing some of the extra work we do here, I like wired myself kind of like have this as like um, a passion or like fun, like, like you said, like you mentioned earlier. So um, before I rant on about all that, uh, I wanted to ask, how did your experience as Miss India Florida change your life? So that um, was one of those things I did not really anticipate happening. I'm sure much like anybody else. Um, I did it for fun. You know, I wanted to just have a fun time with my friends and I didn't really think beyond that moment. Um, but when it happened, um, you know, I, it was definitely something that I was out of my comfort zone to say the least, but it definitely helped boost my confidence, my self-esteem. So for me as a person, it really did help me break out of my shell that maybe I was in for a little while. Um, and the whole reason I did it was, yeah, like to have fun, but also to challenge myself and to do something that I can say, oh, you know what you tried. And it was something out of you know, the norm that you would have normally not done. So for me, it was like kind of two things that I was doing at once, um, but it opened a lot of doors for me. And that's kind of what started my modeling career. So I think it, it, a lot of times life has a funny way of working out. And, you know, I did this for fun, but then it ended up opening the door to, to new passions and things that I, I'm still able to do now. So um, I'm really grateful for it all. That's amazing. And like going back to like, what you said oh you just did it you didn't anticipate it like that goes back I watched this youtuber and his slogan is do what excites so you don't yeah. know what's gonna happen tomorrow and you just do what excites you do whatever you feel like and that's like important in life like I feel like you don't want to do stuff because you're like you might be 
um, like extra, you might not be extroverted. You probably don't want right. to talk to people on that. But if you push that, um, you push yourself to the limits that you're putting your mind is, it's usually your mind. It's just it like is. Mind it's all mind over matter. hundred yeah. percent. So yeah, that's why I just say like, if you keep your, um, if you tell your mind that, okay, I think I got this, like your mind, I feel like anything is possible at the end of the day. You just tell your mind to do it. You're fine. And that's really important. Like you didn't know at the end of the day, you're going to be Miss India. And that's a very impressive achievement. And yeah, like, that just boosted a, a lot of like um, self, um, a lot of, like you said, a lot of stuff for you. So that's yeah. what I wanted to add on. No, a hundred percent. I always say like, we're the, we're the only people that get in our own way. Like we get in our own way more than anyone else. So I always, I did another podcast and, and they're like, you know, do you have advice for people that want to do this and this and that? And I say, do it all. Like life is short and we're really the only ones that get in our way. So to have a positive attitude and, and an interest in something are two, two really important things. And then um, you just make it work and somehow things will fall into place. It, it has a weird way of doing that. And I truly believe it. Yeah, like, exactly. I can keep on going days on days about yeah. like, how basically you I might like actually this is a great follow-up of like what would you change like our next question mm -hmm. uh, like there's some things we regret like not yeah. doing and like I just want to ask like what was one thing going back to like doing what excited mm -hmm. you regretted doing if you could go to the past take like a time machine portal yeah change it what would it be um I think I would have I was a nerd. I'm still a nerd, but I like, like much, like a lot of other people can relate. I was like very, no one pushed me, but I was just this way. Like I was very into like getting A's and, and, you know, being the first in the top of the class and this and that. So sometimes I sacrificed, like, I really wanted to learn an instrument and I, and I still want to, and I, I think I will, but, um, I really wish I learned cause I started playing the piano and then I was like, oh, like I have to study for this or that or whatever. And then I would just make excuses and not go because I would get let school get in the way or something else. So I wish I could go back and like, I think I'd be a really good pianist. Like, I think I'd be like Mozart right now. I'm kidding. But I think I would, I think I would really enjoy it. And it, I just wish it's something that I, I pursued. I started it, but I definitely fell through the cracks. Yeah, I like I kind of relate that to sometimes like uh, especially even just um, with our like podcast and stuff like that there's sometimes we feel like we didn't capitalize on an opportunity as mm -hmm. we like should have and looking back on it 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 feels like like you start like kicking yourself for not doing it like, but do there's you, so always the time to do it. I feel like there's still like life is so there's so many opportunities and so many you know um instances where you can make it happen again so like I I mean I had people that went to med school after they became a midwife and they had kids so like one of the people in my class was 40 and she was like I really just realized I wanted to be a doctor and I should have done it but I had kids and it was too much for me earlier and then she came back and went to school and made it happen so I really feel like if you want to do something it's never too late and so with that being said I think I'm going to get on doing the piano lessons <laughs> Yeah, and I just want to say, like, I, I, I was in band, I played percussion, I had to sacrifice that due to scheduling in high yeah. school, you can't really have everything you want. But that's a regret. I, I'm still gonna, it's, it's hard, <laughs> you want to get to something, but it's hard to have time for that. But I, yeah, it's like my parents, when you're young, I, my parents used to preach life is short, do what it, um, do whatever you want to. And mm -hmm. realizing now when you get older, like, I can't believe it's I have one, um, two years left of high school. And like, it was like eighth grade middle school for me it felt like a couple of days ago 
So yeah. it's kind of crazy how time flies by and just reminds me to just enjoy life because you only mm-hmm. have one time to live. Absolutely. Yeah, before we go on further, it wouldn't be a chat med episode if we don't talk about medical school. So I have a few questions for you regarding the medical school journey. So we know it's right now application season and students are hustling right now and trying to get their applications in. So right now, what would you tell a student applying how to kind of manage their college list, narrow it down and kind of decide, I want to go here? So we're talking about college or med school? Uh, med school, or let's focus on med school. It's more chat med related. Yeah, I guess. Um, so the, yeah, the application process is, it's a process to say the least, um, just to make you know it very black and white. Um, I'm trying to rack my brain because it seems like that was so long ago for me. Um, but I apply, I guess you have to narrow, I mean, people, I knew people that applied to 50 different places. Like for me, I applied to like 10, I think. Um, But I prioritized like a lot of the times you want to prioritize like, okay, where do I want to like live or where do, what surroundings do I want to be in? And then um, a lot of, I mean, I hate to say it, but a lot of it is also like, where do you think you're, you're going to get in like where do you feel like your numbers are, are good enough and, and it is a competitive field and I think it's getting more competitive than it was like when I was applying um so obviously I think things get easier in like you're towards the end of college at least you've kind of figured out what you're going to do and you've taken all the harder classes and whatnot um but I spent like I think I dictated like an hour or two hours like every day just making a list and I'll be like okay I'd look at like what, what med schools needed what, and if it was like personal statement, you can write one personal statement and be like, okay, I checked it off for five places. Okay. Now you can, I, I'm very like strategic and like do Excel spreadsheets and all that kind of stuff. But I like make a list of like what was required for each place. And then if there's something I can knock out that applies to everyone, well, then you've just knocked out like one portion of this application. Instead of going through it individually, you want to kind of spread it out. So you know what, you may not have to do the work five times. You can probably just get it done once. So I think a lot of that will help with time management. Um, And, you know, having people like proofread your personal statements or sending it to teachers or anything else to just to get a second, third opinion. Um, And then, because, and then obviously the MCAT's a big part of it too. Um, So making sure that that's squared away um, and your numbers are, are pretty okay and competitive. Um, so I think it's just, it's a process of just like checking off all the boxes. Um, but once you kind of lay it out, you, you know, it makes it much easier to kind of go along and figure out what needs to be done. And then, and then it doesn't seem so overwhelming. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Like hearing what you said about MCAT, all that it's difficult, but like you said, strategic way, like planning Excel sheets, that's supplemental stuff that can help you out. And like, I want to a little bit go backtrack to like what you said about how you had a friend that had kids, I think, and then went to medical Yeah. School. It's never too late. I've talked to doctors. Like we had a previous guest, their, their um, advisor told them, you're not going to go to med school. You're not going to get into med school. And he took that advice and was like, no, I'm going to get into med school. And mm-hmm. that's like, even though there's people that are going to haters out there, there's always going to be haters out there, but like there, everything is possible. Like that's mm-hmm. impressive having kids and then going to med school it's hard uh, especially like my mom did a lot for me and, and my dad too like that's crazy how they could handle me I cried a lot 
So, yeah. No, I think all of our parents did something yeah. at some point, you know, like where they're like juggling us and, and, and everything else going on. But if you like truly like, I know a lot of my med school had a weed out process too. So it was like within the first eight weeks, they put you in this like really rigorous curriculum, but that was their weeding out process. So like you knew the, the people that really weren't like diehard about it or passionate about it got it's almost like eliminated i hate to say that but like they just you know they didn't pass or whatever so if i always say don't go into medicine for the glamour or the title or whatever you have to like really want to do it because i promise you there'll be days where you're like this is so much and i like i say like i can't even imagine going back and like doing what i was doing before like even now i'm sitting for my boards and i'm like how did i do this before so um yeah, you really have to want to do it for the right reasons because it will, it will be a high learning curve, um, but it'll be worth it in the end. And that's true because I kept hearing that and I was like, oh, like, please stop saying that. But it's so true. So if you truly want to do it, um, you will be successful. Yeah, like, again, like, it's, of course, my, some people like assume they want to go into medicine. And of course, there's sometimes that they find that it's not in. That's perfectly fine. That's why we said in the beginning, you brought it up, diverse yourself, do everything you can right now to find out what you're interested in. And that's that's a college. That's a college for a lot of people. You can change your major like three, four times and it's okay. Like no one's holding it against you. I was going to do mass communications and then I ended up doing medicine. So you see, that's, that's the, that's what I really like about you can just diverse yourself and like. Really? And you can still do both. You can yeah. like, you know, here we are on a podcast and I'm a doctor and we're doing some sort of communication, you know, so we're implementing a lot of it together. And that's really what I hope to do for, you know, the further along in my career um, to kind of blend the worlds and, and make it work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like everything it's, it's hard to admit, I'm not a biggest history buff, but I don't, I don't despise it because sometimes because like what you brought up, everything might come into the future. So mm -hmm. when you, I remember in elementary school, when are we going to use this in the future? When are we going to use? Yeah, pop right. Pop You're like, who cares? <laughs> but it does help a lot, like learning some stuff and oh, there's a lot of chemistry involved and all this stuff in medicine and that it's like shocking. And like, of course, knowing now that medicine is a, like a multidisciplinary study with all these other subjects coming in it's like important that we learn all these subjects. Mm -hmm. and you can tailor it to like exactly, again, what type of medicine you want to do, what you enjoy. I think that's the beauty about medicine is it, if you're, if you're not, you know, you're okay with blood and organs and all the other things that you have to be okay with being a doctor, you really can find like a niche that you enjoy because there's just so many different branches in medicine um, and it's evolving. So I think that if it really is, you know, you'll find what you're passionate about within medicine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, one thing I want to add as well was um, not even just studies wise. I feel like medicine itself is now going like merging with like different industries as well. Like if you see like technologies coming into medicine, like so mm -hmm. rapidly. So like, you don't really need to be like a biology, like diehard biology fan. You yeah. could be, you could just implement anything and mm -hmm. you'll find a place to like shine. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's why I say like, always, you know, do the minors you want or do the other extra classes that have nothing to do with getting into medical school, but like do the classes. Cause like you want to do them. 
Yeah, and actually, I wanted to go back um, to the major stuff. You said you, you I forgot what the major is called, communication? Oh, mass communications, yeah. yeah. So I wanted to ask, like, how did you choose your majors and how did you switch from them? And, like, how do you, like, take that? Because I know there's pre-med requirements, like, some classes. Yeah. How did you manage all that and, like, decide what to do? So I went in and um, you actually don't, I, I don't know if the rules have changed, but, like, I don't think you have to decide on a major for like your first year or something like that. I don't remember. I think don't that's call, true. Don't call yeah, me on that. But I think that, that, so like if you know there's certain classes that are prerequisites for everything, you could definitely do those. Um, I finished a year of college in high school. So then I just started off, like I skipped a lot of the other classes you would initially maybe do. Um, but I loved communications, meaning like I loved journalism. So I was, I was doing a lot of that, like kind of what you guys are doing, but this wasn't a thing back in my day podcast. Um, but I would be like doing like the school news and like, I was really into English. I'd be doing a lot of like articles for the paper. So I did that all throughout middle school, high school. And I did, uh, I did it in college as well. So, um, I thought that I was going to take that road. And then I went on a mission trip and I, I realized like, wow, I actually like my dad's a physician, but he never forced it upon me. But I always like heard the chatter at the dinner table and whatnot. And I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Um, but then I went on a mission trip with him and I just like loved the impact that was made and how grateful the people were to be helped. And, and just that, you know, you kind of are the boss. Like I just, you have to have that mentality. Um, so I um, kept on, but then I added biomedical sciences as a major, which was a major at my school. Um, and then that, that were all the prerequisites for getting into med school in that. And then I still got a minor in like public health and other things. So um, it's just more classes, I guess, but I guess it's a benefit of, you know, doing summer classes, you can get some stuff out of the way and whatnot. But um, I just picked the major that would, I didn't like chemistry and I didn't like biology, like isolated. So then I found biomedical sciences, which is like a little mix of both. Um, which was everything I needed to get into med school. So you can, I think it's pretty easy to switch or once you switch, you just yeah. figure out what, what additional things need to be done. You just go to like a guidance counselor and they'll tell you like, oh, okay, you need to, uh, you need to take these classes before you graduate or whatever. I heard actually, I think you only have to, you can be undecided till your sophomore year. I heard. Okay. That's yeah. I was, I think it was like something like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I think it would be a bit like unreasonable to ask them to disguise like the moment you come in. Yeah, and some people, and there are some people that know right off the bat, and that and that's good for them, but that's not everyone. And that's I think the beauty of college and something I really loved about it was that people change their minds, and it's okay because we're human, and maybe you got more exposure, and you're like, this isn't for me. So um, it happens. Yeah, I know Ryan like loves talking about how like every single human on this earth is like individualistic and he has some like quote in one of our previous episodes about like a seven billion thing, right, Ryan? What is it? No, it's not a quote. I just like, I like to say everyone is unique and have their own like personal, like for me, people have photographic memory and I, for me, I have to like really like look at books to understand stuff and just unique because like sometimes you have benefits and sometimes you don't. But that ben actually sometimes that that thing that doesn't benefit you actually helps you at the end. So mm -hmm. like like how, I love how everyone is unique at the end of the day. So it is. It's, it's, and that's and that's a beauty of like what I do in rheumatology too is like everyone's unique. Everyone presents differently, and what works for 
Brian may not work for the next person. And so it really, you tailor it to the person and that's life and, and that's college and everyone's experience is different, but it's tailored to what you want it to be. So obviously you must have uh, done a lot of work studying as well, obviously. Because school. <laughs> exactly. So um, what are your thoughts on networking? Do you think it's beneficial? Like for uh, Ryan and us, for us, we think that networking is almost essential, especially like when we're trying to grow like podcasts or some of our ventures, we, having a strong network was crucial for us. So yeah. did you find like a similarity in that as well? Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's not about what you know, but who you know. And I, I say that with a grain of salt, but um, there are a lot of cool opportunities or um I guess, I guess opportunities. There's a lot of good opportunities that um, you wouldn't normally be aware of if you didn't meet that one person or they didn't think about you and they'll be like, oh, that actually would fit well with what they're trying to do. So I think networking, especially in this day and age. So again, I feel like I am old sometimes because I'm like back in my day, we didn't have podcasts and like social media was not like, it was like MySpace and like maybe Facebook, like was just new. Um, but like social media has taken off um, so much for for your guys's generation and and even for us in the field now. Like that's the way to promote, um, you know, practice and promote education and uh, bring awareness to certain things. So it really is, and I think that that social media world, if it's used for the good can really connect you to the right people and um, open up opportunities. So a hundred percent, I would say reach out to knock on, it's like knocking on doors, like knock on everyone's door. So you're gonna get a lot of no's, but someone's gonna say yes. Mm-hmm. I agree, like my mom is a real estate agent and I, I always ask, she used to knock, she like knocked on every door, like, oh, do you need that? And like, like you said, networking is really important because like some businesses are um, even out, like outside of medicine, like having a huge network is important. Like our previous episode, um, Dr. Linden, he was in the biotech field and he said he wouldn't be where he is without his network. So like, mm-hmm. especially like a, every, a lot of people rely on a network, like even friends, family, like I feel like that's yeah. very important. Absolutely. And- I, I'm, I'm, and I, and I still like, you know, sometimes I'll depend on my brother for something because he knows someone. And I think that that's so important and to keep those relationships um, and to make something out of it. But I think that that's the beauty about social media these days is like, you normally would never be able to connect to certain people or talk to certain people. And now it's almost just like a click away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And all talking about social media and like TV, my mom would be mad if I didn't mention you um and family karma um because she saw you in the episode and uh, what's it called my mom is a huge I, I, I go down middle of the night like 10 p.m and she's like she's like oh I'm watching family karma I was like so funny I was like, I was like yeah we're interviewing Dr. Um, Shaw and like asking her stuff for a podcast I was like what Dr. Shaw and she was like um she was on family karma that so I wanted to ask like you were you were on family karma right mm-hmm so I wanted to ask, like, how was your experience? Because Bravo is a big TV uh, network, and I heard Family Karma is a huge show. So I want to ask, yeah. how was your experience going into that? Was it, like, nerve-wracking in that? Um, it actually wasn't, because, like I said, I, I was doing a lot of, you know, stuff, like, communications-wise, news, whatever, before. So I wasn't really intimidated or, or weirded out by the scenario or situation. Um, 
but I thought it was a, it was a really great experience and I made some really good relationships and, and that are still very important to me and lifelong friends and, and memories. Um, and I think most importantly is that it gave me the opportunity to connect with, like you guys said, networking connections, connect with a lot of people and bring awareness uh, about like what I do and, and what rheumatologists do and, and what we can, you know, what we treat and, and how our everyday is. So I think from a med again, I feel like that connection is finally happening for me where I really wanted both worlds to mix. And I think that this has happened and I'm really, really excited uh, to see where it goes and, and to, to, you know, make, to make something out of it. Yeah, definitely. Sometimes, like I think we mentioned before that we're not able to foreshadow or kind of predict what something in the moment would turn out to in the future. Like for me and Ryan personally, uh, 12 months ago, we started the parent company, Let's Go Learning. And we wouldn't have never thought that we would be having guests from TV shows, doctors from all across the world yeah. and stuff like that on our podcast. It's crazy because that one, we used to be friends in school at lunch table. That one connection came to a nice, like long-term relationship uh, in this. So I, I really like that and relate to that um, a lot. So uh, I think Ryan has one more thing before we end off. Yeah, um, seeing that it's like, like what we said, passion going by fast has already been like, I don't know, 40 minutes plus. And I think you covered a lot in general about your whole career. And I just want to say that's very impressive. I just want to just say thank you again for coming on, taking some time um, for like talking to our viewers and talking to us. It was just amazing time and amazing episode. So I just want to say thank you. And before we end off, I just want to ask, it's kind of hard to give one piece of advice, but like, what is, you can say multiple pieces of advice, but like, what is like one thing or like some piece of advice you would like to give our viewers to pursue in any journey or any endeavor they would like to do? Um, I, I, I've answered this question before and I think it's like a few parts, but my first, like, I guess, very short abbreviated uh, piece of advice is do it. Um, you know, no pun on Nike, but like literally, yeah just do it because if you're if you're passionate about it and it's something that you even want a little part or a little taste of make it happen um, and do it to say you did it and the other part of that is to have a good support system when you're on this path of doing all the things you're passionate about um, I would not be where I am today without you know a good family and friends support system there's gonna be a lot of times you fail but you have like, you know, they're going to be there to pick yourself, pick you up when you don't feel like picking yourself up and they're going to motivate you to keep going. And we're human and we need support. So ask for help and have a good support system. But I, I always just say, do it all. Life is short. You've said it multiple times. And then I think in a COVID world, I think we've, we've come to that, uh, you know, realization, unfortunately in a, in a, you know, daunting way. But um, go after all of your dreams and passions and, and, you know, whether it's now or a few years from now, but make time for it. Don't forget about it. Um, and just make sure you have a good support system around you. Yeah, I think that's incredible advice that almost everybody could apply. And I'm sure everybody will go to great places like that, like you have as well. So once again, I want to say thank you on behalf of Let's Go Learning and our viewers at home for coming on our show, taking time out of your day and sharing your experiences 
to all of our viewers. So I thank you so much for that. And uh, we hope to have you again on this show. Sometime yeah, I would love to be back. Thank you guys for having me. And honestly, like I have to say this time and time again, because I've, I've met a lot of young, you know, uh, a lot of young people that are out there doing podcasts and, and really um, ex expanding their interests and, and finding ways to, to mix it all together. But like kudos to you guys for doing this. I think this is fantastic. And um, I'm really, really thrilled and honored that you had me on here. I think you guys are fantastic. And I wish you like literally nothing but the best of luck. Um, you guys are on a great path and you're already achieving a lot. So good job. Thank you so much again. And thank you again for your time and like that compliment too. And we wish the best for you too. I heard your boards are coming up. So good luck. Yes, on you know, <laughs> send good vibes. Thanks. <laughs> but I'll, I'd love to come back anytime. Um, right. So thank you guys again. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Chat Matters, for listening to episode nine with Dr. Shaw. And I hope you really liked this episode. I hope you take a lot of notes because a lot of good information was <laughs> in this in, uh, uh, episode. Yeah, reach out on social media. If anyone has any questions, yeah. I'd love to continue to chat with you and have conversation and, and impart any advice that I can and help in any way I can. Yeah, I'll pop the Instas on the description uh -huh. if you want to reach her, um, out and ask questions. So yeah, thank please, you again. Thank you again, Dr. Shaw, and I hope wish the best for the, our chat meter viewers and that. So everyone, I hope you keep on working hard for your endeavors and have a great day.